Back in August, the federal government issued guidelines for owners of sandy-damaged homes that they shouldn't just rebuild their homes the way they were, but they need to prepare for the effects of climate change. But in some of the neighborhoods hardest hit by Sandy, homeowners are ignoring this suggestion. As part of our Sandy anniversary coverage, WNYC's Stephen Nesson spoke with residents in Midland Beach, Staten Island. This working-class neighborhood on the eastern shore of Staten Island sits a few feet above sea level and is exactly the kind of neighborhood where the federal government says homeowners need to elevate their homes to prepare for rising sea levels and stronger storms. In one square mile here, 11 people drowned in their homes during Sandy. But George Gable's house isn't going anywhere. I know in today's dollar what a nail cost and a piece of wooden labor. The house ain't worth me raising anything. If I was going to raise anything, I'd build new. George Gable and his wife have lived in Staten Island for 61 years. They're retired, own their two-story clapboard home, but didn't have flood insurance. So they've maxed out their credit cards, making it livable again, with new floors, walls, and appliances. I'm 65. I don't have plans on living to be 175 years old. It's impractical for me. So what I have, I have. The value of Gable's home dropped about $120,000 after Sandy, and there's no way he'd spend money to elevate his home now. On Gable's block, there are many homes that remain empty. Red stickers on windows indicate the property is unsafe to occupy or even to enter. But then there's 25-year-old Beatrice Garand, who just arrived here. My house is the only new one in the block, and people always stop to look at it. She bought the home at the end of the summer, after the previous owner made extensive renovations. They stuccoed the outside of it, and they finished the inside. Nice, like Italian kind of furnished type thing. Movers are installing a dark wood desk, and the paint smells fresh. Grand is gambling that Sandy was a -a once-in-a-lifetime storm. Though as bad as Sandy was, I think it will turn around and people later down the line will forget about it. And, you know, the the value of the housing near the beach, you know, used to be so high. But I feel like it will happen again. She doesn't have flood insurance and is hoping to flip the house in the next few years. While Grand's house is basically at the ground level, Gables is about seven steps up. In this neighborhood, people are supposed to elevate their homes about 10 feet above the mean sea level or more to meet new federal guidelines. 63-year-old Joe Bertacci is willing to elevate his home, but there isn't much of it left at this point. Pretty much it's just the outer covering of uh, what used to be a house and no roof on it. Bertacci has owned his home for 40 years. Let me take you downstairs. I hope you're not afraid of Alaskan Malamutes. She's chained up. He's living nearby with family, but he still stops by his house every day. This is her home, and she knows no other. We had to put her on tranquilizers and everything. After Sandy, he began renovating his home without permits or permission. We had a cement ceiling here. We had relatives. We had volunteers to break up the ceiling because the, the water was still leaking. It was trapped in between the floor and the cement ceiling. So all that insulation had to be taken out in order to dry out the house. Bartachi got pretty far along, ripping out entire floors, putting in new joists and pillars, and fixing the foundation. Anybody who's redoing, it's the thing, hey, you've got to redo, get it up. Not only that uh, for the insurance purposes, you don't want to have to go through this again. Hopefully this is something we never see again in our lifetime. But last May, the Department of Buildings stepped in and issued a stop work order on his renovating. He was fined a total of $4,000 for demolishing his home without a permit. 
He paid it, but has been unable to lift the stop work order ever since. There's no cooperation between the different agencies as far as FEMA wants you to go up. It's just ridiculous. There were over 650,000 homes damaged or destroyed by Sandy in New York and New Jersey. And while $1.8 billion in federal funds have gone to New York City to help bridge the gap between what homeowners receive from flood insurance and what they need to rebuild, city officials say that will only help a small fraction of those homes to elevate above flood level. Sean Donovan is the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. He's the one who issued the federal guidelines for rebuilding smarter. He says it's unfortunate that many people have rebuilt their homes back just the way they were. We know that for the long term, uh, what we're building here is a set of standards and a way of working with local communities that will ensure that communities are better protected when the next storm hits. He says while the process has been slow, he expects more homeowners will begin receiving funds over the next few months. For WNYC, I'm Stephen Nesson.